It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 394 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, October 10th. I am your host, Sean Woodley at RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you, of course, can find links to every single episode. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams, a whole bunch of college programs as well. We've got Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Locked On Fantasy Football. We've got Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. We've got Locked On NBA with David Locke. There's so much shit for you to listen to, so make sure you are finding it on the Locked On NBA, NFL, and college channels. Uh, Locked On MLB as well has uh, not shows for every team, but I believe some of the teams left in the playoffs have corresponding shows, so make sure you're listening to those as well. Uh, We also have Locked On NBA's uh, season preview series, which is coming out all week this week. Uh, Six teams per day with each of the local hosts. I'm going to be on Friday's episode previewing the Raptors season. So if you want to get a full encompassing look at the NBA and all the teams involved, make sure you are checking out the Locked On NBA preview. It's very, very good. Uh, Of course, subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, all that good stuff that I always ask you to do. It's very, very helpful. And uh, without further ado, let's get to today's show, which I guess has become an annual tradition now. Uh, I'm joined today to go through the 2018-19 Raptors prop bets by Sahal Abdi. How's it going? I'm great, man. It's good to be back on. Hell yeah. And also, Vivek Jacob. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Uh, Kawhi just had a steal in this preseason game against the Nets, and then he went down and uh, missed a dunk, but it went right to Danny Green, and he hit a three, which is awesome. These people play for the Raptors. It's pretty damn cool. Um, just like they drew it up. Yes. Uh, so we're going to dive into 10 prop bets for the season like we did last year. Do we remember who won last year? Was it Sahal? I definitely won. Vivek won. Okay. Vivek won. Yeah. Vivek right. won. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to take credit, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> I just knew it wasn't me. It could not have been me because I definitely – I think I was too low on them last year, which was pretty dumb because they ended up being very good. Uh, they might be also very good this season. I would actually bank on that. Uh, they're going to be re- really awesome, uh, according to this second half against the Nets, uh, who are going to be bad. Stop talking about the Nets being good. They suck. Anyway, uh, let's get to our 10 prop bets here. We'll roll through these kind of quickly because we don't want to go too, too long with this. But uh, number one, more points per game. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, or DeLon Wright. Sahal, you have the honors. I'll let you go first. Actually, no, Vivek's the champion. Vivek, you can go first. Sahal, we'll get to you in a second. Uh, go ahead, Vivek. What do you got for more points per game between Pascal, Fred, and DeLon? I am going to go with Pascal Siakam. Ooh. I, yeah, I think uh, as the season wears on, they, there's a lot of minutes uh, for him in the front court. Mm-hmm. And. Just the way he's developed, you're seeing a little bit of it in the preseason, in this game specifically as well. Uh, his moves off the dribble, his ability to create. I think he's going to have the balls in his the ball in his hands a lot. Um, and yeah, between him and Fred and Delon, 
I know DeLon, it's a big year for him, um, especially if he doesn't sign an offer by, in the, well, in the next four days, I guess. Four days, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go with Pascal. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the spicy season. All right. Uh, he has had two dunks in this quarter that we're watching as we record this podcast, which were very exciting. And he's playing with the starters, which is also kind of interesting. Uh, and it might come into a question we have later. Uh, so, Hall, what do you got between Pascal, Fred, and DeLon for most points per game? This was a really good question. Um, I'm actually going to go Fred Van Fleet. And the reason why is because um, I'm obviously assuming that the Raptors are going to have one of their best seasons in franchise history with their current roster. Uh, they're probably going to be near the 60 win total, mid-50s um, this year as well. So I'm thinking as the year is going along, I'm kind of thinking what situation Fred Van Fleet's going to be in. I'm thinking that maybe Kyle Lowry's going to take a little bit of a rest. Um, I think Nurse is going to prioritize that a lot more throughout the season. Again, Kyle Lowry is 32, I believe. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Fred was a six-man-of-the-year candidate last season. I mean, the Raptors organization has full trust in this guy. If something were to happen to Kyle Lowry, God forbid, knock on wood. Mm. But um, I think Fred's going to get a lot more chances this year. I think he's clear-cut. The um, I guess you could say, for me, he's the best player on the bench, clear-cut. Um, and Fred, for me, also, near the end of the year last year, really showed that he has starter ability. So I think Fred, when it comes down to it, it's not going to be my much. But I do think Fred Bentley's going to lead in points per game. That is, uh, I've gone back and forth between him and Delon. Sorry, him and Pascal. Uh, Delon, I think, is an interesting pick. He actually was second among these guys last year. Fred was at eight point six, Delon at eight, and uh, Pascal at seven point three. Um, but I'm going to go with Pascal as well, just because I think there's going to be a bit of cannibalization there between Fred and Delon in the event that Lowry has his minutes scaled back even further from last year. And I think those guys, they're going to kind of share the court. You know, they play, oddly enough, I'm, I'm surprised I was surprised to see this. DeLon actually played uh, almost a full minute more than Fred last season, which is kind of surprising. I bet Fred probably ekes out a bit more of a role this season. But I just, uh, I don't know. I kind of think Pascal has got, like Vivek alluded to, kind of a more easy path to minutes and regular playing time. And, if the indications of tonight's game or anything, like he might end up starting it sometimes. Um, and I just think I have this kind of take that I'm brewing that I think by the end of the season, we're going to look at Pascal Siakam as the third best player on the Raptors. Uh, the three-point shooting has to come, obviously. And if that comes around even a little bit, that'll help his scoring total, obviously. But I, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Pascal. I think the opportunity's there for him. And I think there's kind of a breakup brewing here. And the... Just sort of the short front court rotation, which isn't a bad thing. It's by design, I think. But the lack of like competition for minutes at the four uh, and even at the five for Pascal, I think, are really going to sort of lend well to him putting up some good numbers. So I will say Pascal Siakam, I think he might average like 12 or 13 points a game by the time it's all said and done. Like Maybe that's a little ambitious, but uh, I think we'll see surges. Probably you know totals come down a little bit. We'll see Miles's. Miles will come down a little bit. You know, DeRozan obviously is probably just going to be replaced by Kawhi at the top of the scoring charts. But, like, I do think um, there's going to be a few extra buckets to go around. And if Pascal's got some extra minutes, he's, if he's playing, you know, 25, 26 minutes a game, I think he could kind of creep up there. So uh, I have Pascal as well. And uh, so that means Sahal is probably going to be leading after this, after my, myself. Uh, yeah, we, we went uh, majority. 
on Pascal there. All right, next one here. Jonas Valanciunas, points per game, over under 14.0. I feel like I've done this question on multiple podcasts for like four years now and always taken the over. And uh, I'm tempted to again, but Sahal, let's hear what you think first. Uh, over under 14 points a game for Jonas this season. You know what? Um, you mentioned the um, lack of front court depth. Um, but I think the Raptors are in a pretty good position. I mean, Greg Monroe uh, is a backup five. He's not going to play a traditional backup five. He's probably going to see 10 or less minutes a game. But I think JV is going to take a massive step forward this year. He he had his best year of his, of his career last season. And it seems like he's getting better by, uh, I guess you could say, fractionally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, JV, he looks a lot thinner this year. He's moving around a lot better. And we seem to be saying that every year. But I think he look, really looks a lot more different. I think he understands Nick Nurse's system a lot more. Um, he's very capable of stepping outside, hitting the three. I mean, he, I forgot what preseason game it was, but he pump faked and a guy jumped on his three. So, I mean, people are falling for it. So, I mean, JV's really expanded his game. I'm taking the over with JV, 14 points per game. Again, it's not going to be my much. I'm not saying this guy's going to average 20 and 10 or whatever it may be, but I think he's going to be clear cut the third uh, best player for the Toronto Raptors this year. All right. Vivek, what do you think? I am taking the under. Okay. Um, so, again, I, I, I do think he's going to improve. Uh, I agree with a lot of what Sahal said. Um, but I, I think he'll be sort of in that mid to high 13s, not quite get to that 14 mark, mm-hmm. which is why I'll take the under. Um, but, again, there's minutes for him. But I think what we'll see is more of the Democratic offense that we saw last year. So it's, it's not going to be him maybe – missing out in, on an opportunity to get to, you know, 15, even to 16 points a game. But it's just the way the style of the offense is going to be, even if he gets the ball a lot. I think uh, it'll be a lot of opportunities that open up around him. I look forward to him getting his assists up even more uh, than last year just because of all the shooters that will be around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll get up into the 13s. Um, I think his assists will be up, but I don't think he'll cross the 14 mark. All right, uh, I am going to take the over because I think it's just going to be a simple minutes thing. Last season, Jonas averaged 20 and 13 per 36 minutes, and he played just 22 minutes a game, so that translated into 12.7 points a game. Uh, I think there's a chance that he's going to creep up to like 25, 26 minutes, and as his sort of clunky, inefficient post-ups get removed even further from his game, and it's more of just him being a pick-and-pop and pick-and-roll threat, I am kind of feeling a little bit of an offensive explosion here for Jonas. And I say this knowing I just predicted Pascal was going to average 12 points a game as well. Maybe this team averages 130 points a game, and all of these things come true. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I just think Jonas is going to have the minutes this season. I think there's going to be less opportunity for him to be played off the floor, which has always kind of been his limiting factor to his production because he's, he's efficient no matter what. Like every time he plays, every time he touches the ball, he's efficient, he's scoring at a high rate. So I just think with the defensive help around him and sort of the you know fewer opportunities that he's going to have to just be totally run off the court, I def- and, and also with Surge maybe kind of not being awesome, <laughs> which uh, we've seen mostly tonight aside from that one block, I, I think yeah. there's going to be... 26, 27 minutes a game here for Jonas, and I think if he has that, he'll get over 14 pretty easily. So that'll be 
my prediction there. So after the two picks, we all have different uh, selections so far. So that's a very good podcast in uh, in traditional podcast terms, at least. Um, before we get to our next one, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor for today, and that is Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. And with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listener and ex- listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive 20 bucks off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20 bucks off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app. It's free. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON for 20 bucks off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. It is a wonderful time to be a Toronto sports fan. The teams are very good, and thus they're pretty expensive. So why not try to get a bit of money off of the price of tickets to go see the Maple Leafs or the Raptors by using Vivid Seats. Promo code LOCKEDON, 20 bucks off orders of $200 or more if you're a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Let's get to the third of our prop bets here. Uh, The next two questions are kind of similar. So here we go. First one. More starts. Danny Green, Norm Powell, or DeLon Wright? Who's going to have the most starts of those three guys? Vivek, let's start with you. I'm going to go with Danny Green. Okay. I think uh, Nick Nurse will have... Uh, a huge appreciation for what he brings as a veteran, the championship experience, uh, just doing the right things on the court. Um, and, you know, obviously they're two very, very different players, but I think, you know, you have a guy like Danny Green who can do it with the starting unit, and then you have a guy like Fred Van Vliet who can sort of lead that bench unit. Um, I know Kawhi, there's been a lot of talk about him being more vocal than usual, and uh, Lowry does a lot of his leading by uh, by playing. Um, but I think Danny Green can really be a leader for that starting unit, so I would expect him uh, to start a ton. Okay. Uh, Sahal, what do you got? I'm going to agree with Vivek. I think Danny Green, um, when they acquired him with as well as Kawhi Leonard, I think a lot of people just didn't kind of uh, appreciate him for what he brings to the court. Uh, we all were so excited about Kawhi, rightfully so. I mean, the guy's a superstar, but... Danny Green is one of those guys that he'd probably start on the vast majority of teams across the league. Um, He brings a really good NBA pedigree, plays really solid defense, can hit the three at a really high rate. Um, And I think what we've seen so far in preseason, the rumblings we've heard at a training camp, um, I think Danny Green is primed to start a lot of games this season. Um, This isn't a slight towards Norm, who I actually think is going to cut into um, minutes a lot more. He's looked pretty comfortable so far in the preseason. Or DeLon Wright, for that matter. But I feel like Danny Green is just supposed to um, definitely start over those two a lot more. I don't think it's going to be close. 
Fair enough. Yeah, DeLon, I included in this one just because he's kind of a sneaky, fun pick to start of the two. Like, that might be yeah. their mm-hmm. most exciting potential starting five. Um, fuck it. I'm going to take Norm. Give me Norm. I uh, <laughs> This is probably going to be wrong, but you need to have these picks in here at some times where they diverge a little bit from you guys to give me the win. This is strategy more than anything. Um, but also, like... The Raptors have more invested in Norm than they do in any other two-guard on the roster right now, assuming they don't give DeLon some sort of hefty extension, which I don't think they will. It seems like they might just let it go and worry about it next summer. But um, assuming that doesn't happen, Norm is the guy that they have locked in here. Danny Green's a free agent after this season. Obviously, he's looked pretty good in the the preseason. His defense looks awesome. He's raining threes on the heads of the Nets tonight. Um, But, you know, I, I do think... There's a, a justification for playing Norm a lot this season just because you kind of need to see what he's going to do on this new contract and if you can salvage anything out of it and have it be an improvement from last season or at the very least try to build him up into a trade asset. Wow. I don't think it'll happen right away, but I would not be stunned if by you know halfway through the season we're looking at you know the Danny-Norm conversation and it being a real thing because I think Norm will fit into that starting five pretty well. He might even offer a little bit of creation that Danny doesn't, and that might be you know necessary considering maybe Kawhi is not going to have the same usage and load that DeRozan had last season. Maybe Kyle still wants to take a step back, and maybe we see Norm have a chance to sort of be a secondary creator in that potential starting five. So uh, I'm going to say Norm. I'm not sure I totally believe it, but I'll say it anyway because uh, strategy, baby. Let's go to the next one here. More starts between Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, or OG Ananobi. Sahal, let's start with you. This one was super tough. I mean, um, oh man, even right now I'm thinking about it because you just, honestly, you don't know what Nurse, Nick Nurse is going to do. Um, yeah. We all know he's very innovative as an offensive mind. Um, he likes to switch things up. Um, we're probably going to see him shuffle around the starting lineup. I wouldn't be surprised if he shuffled around. Uh, more than we thought he would in the early stages of the season, mm-hmm. um, but uh, more. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go OG Ananobi. Okay. And um, I'm not 100 percent confident with this pick, but I think Ananobi in his second year, I think he's gonna show us um, a lot more. Uh, he has a lot to learn from guys like Kawhi Leonard, who he can um, quite literally start shaping his game after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think OG at the four is what I'm expecting Nurse to start off with, to start the season with Kawhi at the three. Um, but I'm going to go OG. I think Ibaka is going to be that backup five. These are just my predictions. I think Ibaka is going to be that backup five. Um, and I do think Siakam is going to be that guy that gets shuffled in once in a while. But I think OG is going to be the steady, steady starter. Vivek, what do you got? I have OG as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, Ibaka and JV are going to have a bit of back and forth in terms of uh, being the starting center. Um, on a night like tonight, you saw Jared Allen. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Nurse wanted to see what Ibaka would look like against him, but I think on most nights, uh, with more at stake, you might see JV uh, starting instead. Uh, so I think that's going to be a toss-up on a lot of nights. And then uh, I look at OG sort of being the constant. So... Um, there might be some nights where Danny Green doesn't start and OG starts with Kawhi, with Serge, with, with JV, and it's sort of a big lineup. Um, and then there'll be some nights where OG is the four. So yeah, I, I think between the three, uh, I, w- I would go with OG pretty comfortably. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to take Pascal. <laughs> I think 
So I think Nurse is going to really juggle around the starting five early in the season, and I think it's he's going to wait till something really hits, and then I bet he rolls with it. You know, once he kind of sees every possible iteration of the starting five, and I just kind of think Pascal's going to fit it well. I don't think Nurse is going to be married to the bench unit. Had it been, you know, Dwayne Casey, I probably wouldn't predict this because I, I bet Casey would go into the season saying, "Hey, it worked last year. Stick with it," and that wouldn't be wrong by any means. Like that's a good way to win a shit ton of games which is what Dwayne yeah. Casey's yeah. really really good at but I think Nurse is going to be a little bit more experimental and I don't think he's going to be beholden to what guys roles were in the past and like I said I think Pascal by the end of the season we're going to be looking at him as the third best player on the Raptors or at least the third most important and the idea of him playing at the power forward spot you know maybe I'm just clouded because OG's been kind of invisible in this game that we're watching right now and it's his first preseason game so that's probably expected but I do think Pascal offers a, a little bit more dynamism, I think, to the starting five if he were to be in there. Um, and maybe, you know, the fact that he is more dynamic with the ball kind of lends to the idea of him coming off the bench and being a, another ball handler out there. Him and Fred just seem to have a pretty good sort of yin and yang as to who's going to carry the ball up and who's going to spot up at times uh, at, the, you know, at the same time the other guy's carrying the ball up. But uh, I don't know. I just think Pascal's going to sort of – on merit, get himself into the starting five this season. So this might also be wrong. And my last two picks have been kind of home run picks. But guess what? If I get one of them right, I'm probably beating your asses. So uh, I'm saying Pascal is going to start the most games. Uh, but I think that's going to be fascinating. Like, I don't think Serge is out of the running either here. He started tonight. Yeah. Um, and if you want, like, reliable shooting in the starting five to sort of augment what you have in that lineup, you know, obviously if you're starting Danny Green, then it doesn't really matter, but because you have shooters everywhere. But you know, I don't know. I, I think there's a, a case to be made that Surge can start too um, in certain matchups. But yeah, I'll say Pascal will have the most starts. I don't feel great about it, but again, home run pick, strategy baby. Next one here. By, by the way, I don't Sorry. know if you guys are still watching the game, but yeah. Delon did leave. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Did they? Did, did Did you see what it looked like he had? Because I um, sure hope it's not the shoulder. No, no, no. It was definitely his lower body. It, okay. I'm not sure if it was his groin or, uh, you know, it, it seemed like that area, but I don't want to speculate. So yeah. I'm not going to. I, yeah. You probably, just, if you're listening to this, you probably already know what's happened. So um, <laughs> you'll find yeah. out. But yeah, no, that's bad. Hopefully, uh, I want DeLon healthy. DeLon's cool as hell, man. He's so fun to watch and he's very good. And uh, that would suck if he was hurt. So. Hope they're careful with him. Uh, next question it would here. Help, it would help Sahal's uh, Brett Van Vliet scoring option. <laughs> That's true. Damn, that could be a little uh, a genius pick by Sahal now already. It's, lo- it's locked in stone, so we can't move it. Um, <laughs> the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Next question here. Let's get these moving a little bit quicker. Kyle Lowry, points plus rebounds plus assists per game, over under 30.0. Uh, last season, between points, rebounds, assists, he averaged 28.7 a night. Uh, Vivek, we'll start with you. What do you have for this uh, over-under for Kyle? I'm going to take the under again. Okay. You're just so, a damn hater. 
<laughs> no, I think I think it, I think it's just the Raptors are actually going to be that good. Yeah. Um, you know, they they don't need as much out of him as they did in the years before. And you look at the way the offense was last year. I expect that to you know, like like I said before, be even more uh, spread out this season. The scoring will be more even across the board. Um, like I don't I don't even expect Kawhi to just you know uh, average twenty five. We all know he can. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had a season where he averaged 21, 22, yeah. uh, and, and the offense was just that good. And, and I mean, honestly, um, that bodes well for our defense because if those guys don't have to score as much, they can give that much more on the other end. Right. Um, so yeah, again, this is this is uh, this is a slight at where I think Kyle Lowry is with his game. I just think this is how good the Raptors are, and they just don't need. Uh, as much out of him as they used to. So, yeah, I'm taking the under. Fair enough. So, how would he got? You know, honestly, I want to take the over just to be on the other side of Vivek here, but <laughs> I'm going to take the under. Um, we saw it with DeMar DeRozan as well as Kyle Lowry. They both took a big dip in scoring. DeRozan went from 27 points in 2016-17 season to 23 the next season. Um, and Kyle Lowry dipped as well. So I'm going to be taking the under. Um, Vivek basically explained everything. I think Fred's going to, you're going to see an uptick in minutes. Very slight from Fred, DeLon. Um, Toronto doesn't have to rely on Kyle as much. Um, plenty of reasons, I think, why uh, Kyle is for sure not going to be. A, and, and, and again, this isn't a slight on Kyle Lowry. He's, for me, a lot of people complain about his age, him being 32. But I think overall, when you look at his total body of work and his career, he hasn't really been he hasn't really been used as much because if you look at early in his career, Houston days, Memphis days, he wasn't really a full full time starter. So I mean, Toronto's really the only time where he's been a full time starter. Mm-hmm. So again, Kyle's probably twenty nine thirty, and, and and I guess you could say real age. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know how to say that, but um, I think definitely I'm going to take the under with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I want to be contrarian and go against you guys, but I'm also going to take the under. I just think. You know, he played 32-ish minutes last year. They might try to scale that back to, like, 29 or 30, and I think that'll just hurt the counting stats. But um, I still think he'll be excellent, and his advanced numbers will be awesome. And also, I wouldn't be shocked in this offense if he averages, like, he was at, like, seven assists a game last year. Getting up to eight, eight and a half, I wouldn't be stunned. I think it's going to be a nice sort of very good complimentary year for Kyle in a year where he doesn't have to carry the team while the the other star kind of lets the team down in clutch moments um but that looks that's besides the point uh next one here how many all-stars okay Darth Vader relax uh how many all-stars will the Raptors have Sahal what do you got I'm going to go three All-Stars. Three! Woohoo! Who do you got? I'm going to go three All-Stars, yeah. So I'm going to go three All-Stars. Again, you got to look at it how um, you expect. It correlates to exactly how you expect the team to perform as a whole um, by that halfway mark of the season or a little bit earlier than that halfway mark of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're definitely going to see Kawhi Leonard. Of course, these are all um, assuming health. Uh, you're definitely going to see Kawhi Leonard. You're definitely going to see Kyle Lowry. And then that third guy, I think in my opinion, it's going to be Jonas Valanciunas. Mm -hmm. Um, The front court situation in the whole Eastern Conference isn't that inspiring. Um, You have Al Horford. You have guys like Andre Drummond. But then you have guys that I just don't even think are going to be um, special, really, and Dwight Howard. 
Um, oh, I forgot Joel Embiid's de- a definite yeah. uh, all-star, probably an all-star starter, but <laughs> you have guys like Brooke Lopez, uh, Vucevic, who really just, I mean, JV to me is, is clear-cut a top five center, I guess you could say, in the East, and mm-hmm. I think he's definitely with the team performance is what I'm trying to say is he's definitely going to slip in there. I uh, I like it. I'll get to my take in a sec, Vivek, you first. No, you go ahead, man. You've been going last every time. Okay. You go ahead. I okay. Screw it. I'm going on, bold on this one. I was gonna go two, even though all preseason long I've been like hyping up Jonas. Fuck it. Do I'm it. saying three. Do it. I'm yes. saying three. Uh, like I said, I think Jonas is gonna play more minutes. I think he's gonna average. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if like 16 and 11s on the table for him, just because he plays yeah. more minutes and has more production. And you know, if he throws in a couple assists as well, in the Raptors at you know the time of voting are on track to be like a 60-win team, which they very well could be. Yeah, that's the kind of team that gets three All-Stars. And I like your point about the rest of the Eastern Conference centers being ass, because they are. Al Horford, yeah. Joel Embiid, yeah. And then after that, like, Drummond could go either way. Like, he's not a perennial All-Star to me. He's kind of a, is he having a good year kind of All-Star. And, like, I don't know. Kevin Love will get a front court spot probably. Chris Stapps is out. Like I, I think there's like a room. There's room. For, it might not even be that he's one of the first twelve guys selected, but if there's like an injury replacement, he might be one of the first couple guys because the East is bad and the centers aren't very deep, and it's more fun to take the overs and the more optimistic guesses on these things anyway. So I'm taking three All Stars for the Raptors. Jonas Valanciunas is making it. So is Kyle Lowry. Lowry's not going to get voted in. He might not get a single fan vote, but he will be a coach's pick. 100 percent and then Kawhi might get voted in because the east is bad and he might be a starter uh vivek what do you got so i'm gonna be boring and say two lame (laughs) um part of that is strategic because honestly (laughs) i might i might have gone three if sean said two but (laughs) yes yes i see where you're going (laughs) all right so raptors pr says the lawn right Left thigh strain muscle will not return. That is the update. Protect these boys' thighs. They they all have good thighs. I want them not to get hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I'm going to go with the two obvious choices, Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, kid low squared. Um, reason why I don't think Jonas Valanciunas will make it. So I, I agree with you guys. The uh, center depth isn't really there. You've got Embiid for Philly. You've got... Um, Kevin Love for Cleveland. You've got um, who's the other guy that you guys mentioned? Uh, Drummond, Horford. Yeah, obviously you've got Horford for Boston and maybe Drummond for Detroit if Casey can get Detroit winning some games. I guess Blake um, Griffin is, is there too. How sad is it that I just forgot Blake Griffin is I, in the East? Yeah. So, poor, so, poor guy. so I was gonna say the center depth isn't isn't really there, but. Uh, the forwards are there a plenty, right? Yeah. Um, like, especially if Jimmy Butler gets traded. Yeah, I wouldn't count out Hassan Whiteside if uh, Jimmy Butler goes to the Heat. They might get uh, a couple All Stars. Boo! Hassan Whiteside yeah. sucks, dude. He's so <laughs> ass. Agree. There's no way. If they're getting an All Star, it's Josh Richardson and not Hassan Whiteside. He's so <laughs> terrible at basketball. God, get um, that out. I'm, I'm editing that out. Disgusting. <laughs> So, so that's the thing, and so I think that's why, just in general, we might not see that many bigs from the East in the game, because mm-hmm. um, you look at the forward depth, 
obviously you've got Giannis, you've got Kawhi, uh, and then you've got... Oh, OG just dunked. Know. Hell yeah. Off an assist from Kawhi. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe I, I, fuck, I'm regretting my picking OG not to start games thing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a mistake. Anyway, um, yeah, definitely. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. With the forwards, you've got Gordon Hayward returning as well. He's um, a guard. Jason Tatum might be an all-star this year. Yeah. So... So that's the thing. I, I just think the forward depth will be so big uh, for the East that you won't see that many bigs in the game, and that's what will count against Jonas. Because as I picked before, I think he'll be under that 14 mark. Um, so th- I don't think that'll be enough to get him in. Oh, my God, that pass for that dunk and then the dunk. Oh, my God. Anyway, this, no, no one knows <laughs> very what nice, very talking nice, about. Very OG's got a little uh, beard grown in, too. That's exciting. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we got to move this thing along. Next one, wins against Eastern Conference opponents. I set the over-under at 39.5. I forget what they had last year. It was a lot. Uh, Vivek, let's start with you. Wait, which question are we at? My uh, bad. Wins I, uh, against... I got caught up watching Chris Boucher enter the game. Hell yeah. Uh, wins <laughs> against East opponents. So, uh, you've got 52 games against the East? Yes. Did, did you happen to say how many they won last year? Uh, I'm pretty sure they won 40 because they went did they went 19 or 20 against the West. I think okay. they went 19 and 11 against the West, so they would have gone 40 and 12 against the East. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, this season, the East is better. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go over. I think they're they're still gonna be pretty dominant against the East. Um, and kick ass. So, yeah, I'm good with that. All right, I will take the over. Cool. I'm also gonna take the over. Um, I think there will be like splits against Boston and Philly probably. And then every other team, I think, will probably win the season series against. Maybe, like, the Bucks or Pacers would be a little frisky, but the bottom of the East is so ass that I think the Raptors are going to kind of beat up on them. Uh, Sahal, what do you got? Again, guys, I want to take the under so bad just to spite you guys, but, <laughs> um, man, I'm looking at these Eastern Conference teams, and, again, like, like you said, take away the 76ers and the Celtics. The Raptors are going to absolutely dominate this conference, so... I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take the over, man. That's only the second question we are all the same on. So I think it's better than last year. We were kind of in agreement on a lot of things. Anyway, yeah. this one here, another over-under. Eastern, uh, sorry, end-of-season Raptors award winners because between six-man, most improved, defensive player, MVP, all-defense, all-NBA, coach of the year, Anything else I'm forgetting. We won't include executive because that's silly, but we could, I guess, if you really want to get technical with it. Um, so, Vivek, let's start with you. Over or under two and a half end of season Raptors award winners. Um, wait, so just a bit. Yeah, I know in terms of the number of players, or are you saying. If one player yeah. wins more if than one like, guy gets multi, like multiple things, that's over. That's that's two. Like if if oh, say, okay, okay, okay. if say Kawhi wins MVP and is All NBA, that that counts as two. Okay. I see. So yes. I will take the over. Okay, yeah. where do you think they're coming from? So Kawhi will be All Defense. Yep. Um, 
Kawhi will be the defensive player of the year. Ooh. Wow. And he will be all NBA. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. So, Hal, what do you got? I'm, I'm going to go over as well. Okay. I'm going to say I'm not going to go as far as defensive player of the year. Um, I do say Kawhi is going to be all defense. He's going to be all NBA. So that's two. Uh, this is going to make you really happy, Sean. I'm going to take Pascal to be the most improved player of the year. Hell yeah. Nice. You took my pick, but that's okay. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I think there's a chance if the Raptors hit the 60 win total um, that Kyle Lowry may be able to slide into the all NBA. So I'm going to go four. So I'm definitely wow. over of 2.5. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go four. Yeah, I'm not totally sure about my Pascal most improved take, but uh, it's it's mm-hmm. sitting there, it's percolating. Um, but I still think they're going to go over either way. I think we'll see uh, Kawhi as all defense and all NBA, so that's two. And I think we'll see. Don't say Norman Powell MVP, please. No, no, I think we'll see one other Raptor, whether it's Danny Green or OG or maybe Pascal as an all defense guy. Because wow. okay. I think their defense is going to be that good. So, like, yeah. second team all defense, they'll have another guy. And then defensive player, I'm not quite – it feels like the preseason, like, narrative is very Anthony Davis-y. Um, and obviously that changes very much. But, like, sometimes these awards kind of feel a little preordained. Um, six man, I guess Fred would be in the mix there. But I think there's so many good bench players on the Raptors that they'll kind of eat into each other's votes. Um, the MVP thing is uh, interesting. Coach of the year actually is kind of interesting too. If like Nick Nurse leads this team to like 62, 63 wins, that could also be one. But um, I'll stay a conservative like three between an all NBA and all defense and a second all defense for somebody else. And then, I mean, Lowry usually deserves to be in the all NBA conversation, but never quite, quite gets on because his numbers aren't big enough. But um, so yeah, I'll say a slight over with the potential for it to be much over if uh, things go super-duper according to plan. Uh, next one here. Let's do these last two pretty quickly. Total wins. I said it at the 56 and a half. Sahal, what do you got? Over, over, Okay. Over. All right. I think the Raptors are going to hit that 60-win mark. Um, first time franchise history. Uh, I think they're going to break their franchise record in terms of wins. Um, but I think they're going to hit it, and I think it's going to be... They're going to hit it pretty comfortably as well. I think this is the best Raptors team we've seen. And I'm really happy that we... I feel like we're saying this every year mm-hmm. during the offseason, and it usually comes true. Um, but I definitely think this is the best Raptors team, and I think we're better equipped um, in the playoffs. It does help LeBron's gone out of the conference. We don't got to worry about him anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about regular season here, and I think... Uh, Toronto's going to roll through the regular season with ease. I'm going to say a very, very slight under. Like, I think 56 is the number I kind of circled. I think I have the over on Eastern Conference wins, so I'll put them at 40. And then I'd say they go 16 and 14 against the West because the West is pretty good. And, you know, maybe it's not as, like, top-heavy as we're led to – we should be led, led to believe. But I do think, like, the West is always tough. And winning 19 games against them last year was kind of an impressive achievement. Um, So I'll say 56 just because I do think with Nick Nurse being an experimental coach and not really sort of adopting the same philosophies as Dwayne Casey, I do think there will be games where 
he'll try something out late in the game and it won't work out and we'll never see it again but it will cost him that one game and I think that's all part of the process you want to see from this team this year so I'll say 56 I could totally see it being over um this is also kind of strategic I think but you know it's uh I think that's not to toot my own horn, but I think I set the set the line at a pretty good spot here. It was a really good spot. Yeah. Vivek, what do you have? Uh, so I have I have them over the fifty six and a half. Okay. Um, I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, one of the things I was looking at is so last year they finished thirty five and two against teams under five hundred, mm-hmm. um, and twenty four and twenty one against teams over five hundred. Yeah. So. I don't expect them to repeat that 35-2 and two mark. Um, that's just ridiculous. Um, and a credit to Casey to, you know, get guys ready to play on the nights that, you know, you're not necessarily uh, as competitive um, as you are against those elite teams. But uh, I think the 24 and 21 will improve. And so that will sort of cancel that out. And so they'll still be above the 56 and a half. Um, it's. I think it's a really. It's a probably more of an interesting question as to whether or not they'll get to sixty. But I think they'll mm-hmm. get over fifty six and a half, barring uh, injury. All right. Uh, I don't hate the pick. I feel like I'm kind of setting myself up to lose with all of my picks here. But whatever. If if if, if it goes my way, it's really 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 going to go my way. Uh, last one here. Playoff rounds one. Over-under set at two and a half. So essentially, are the Raptors making the finals or no? The over says yes. The under says no. Uh, Vivek, what do you got? Um, so at the risk of losing this entire thing on one question, mm-hmm. I am going to punt this question uh, because I'm a little superstitious. And <laughs> well, I love it. And that and that's honestly how much I believe in this team, which mm-hmm. should tell you w- what my answer would be. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna punt. I've just written here candy ass uh, under your, uh, your <laughs> pick here. So, uh, so Hall, what do you have? Um, you know, like I I feel like I've been tooting the Toronto Raptors horn enough during this podcast, but I feel. Um, I also feel at the same time that I have to be as rational as possible. Yeah. Um, I still do think Boston is the best team in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do uh, think that they are better equipped uh, than the Raptors in terms of just having uh, more options. Um, I think the Raptors, one of the things they still struggle with or that it's really going to come down to for them in the playoffs is whether or not they have that consistent third option after Kyle Lowry and after Kawhi Leonard um, we don't know if it's going to be Valanciunas, we don't know if it's going to be Siakam Van Vliet, um, as much as we'd like to we'd like to say it's going to be a mixture of all of them but that's not really how it goes in the playoffs, you need that sometimes you need that bucket and when you're not getting it from those two guys, you need that third guy I feel like Boston has that with Jason Tatum uh, after Hayward and Irving um, and I feel like the Raptors don't that's uh, a good one. yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like um this this sucks to say because it is. I do feel like this is the best Raptors team that we've assembled thus far in franchise history. But I do feel like it's. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say they're going to win the first two rounds. They're going to go to game seven, six or seven with Boston, and uh, they won't be able to pull it out, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the thing with Boston is that 
The I, I actually wrote this in my Kawhi Leonard season preview that I wrote today, Raptors HQ com. You can check out. Um, the thi- plug. Yeah, of course. I mean, this this podcast is nothing if not one large plug. Uh, the the thing about the Celtics is that the guys after their stars, like if you say like Kyrie, uh, Hayward, and Horford are like their core stars or whatever. Like, the guys after those guys are kind of what the Raptors hope their young guys can be. Like, But those, the Celtics guys are already that. And if there's one real thing that I think gives the Celtics the edge, it's that. With that said, I'm taking the over because Vivek didn't and Sahal didn't. So why the hell not? Um, and uh, I, I, full disclosure, you know my, what, my Sean, pick was... Honestly, when we go through all this, and, <laughs> and even if you still don't come around with the total... <laughs> let's see me or Vivek take it. If if we make the finals, man, you can just have this. Okay. You can have the okay. whole prop. Bet. Just take it all. All right, fine. Uh, that's in writing. I'm going to put that caveat here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, winner-take-all pick. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I think this team is extremely good. I think Kawhi... The Raptors have been the victim of this in the past, where the team with the very best player... Uh, kind of has a bit of a trump card in, in, a, in a playoff series. And for the first time, the Raptors have that. In most series, maybe you could say, depending on how the Bucks season goes, that Giannis is the best player in the East. But I think Kawhi, at his 2016-17 level, has the claim right now. And if he can get there, I mean, he looks really good in the preseason. He had like eight assists today. He's obviously his shot will come around at times in time, but the just he's really, really freaking good. And I think he can swing a series. I think this team is going to be amazing defensively. They're not going to have the same issue they had last year where they couldn't stop good offenses. I think they're going to be hard to score on no matter who you are. And uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm not sure. I think it's a coin flip with Boston, if I'm being honest. And I might actually lean Boston. But considering how you guys picked and considering how optimistic I'm feeling, I'm going to take the Raptors over two and a half playoff rounds one. They're going to lose to the Warriors in five and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait till the next time you guys come on the podcast. This was delightful. It was so good having you both on. So, Hall, where can people check out your work? Yeah, so I'm back uh, on Raptors Republic just like last season. Um, I'm going to be doing some game work. Uh, the season is starting really soon, so you might see me on a couple of recaps, previews. Um, I won't have as much time to get as many feature articles out as I'd like. But, I mean... I'll be here. Chris Boucher has hit a three! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. Um, I did release a couple things. My, uh, I released a pretty, pretty big coaching preview for Nick Nurse for the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope you guys check that out. I'm on Twitter at sav 28 Right on, Vivek. What do you got going on? Vivek's working. Is he there? Vivek, are you here still? Yeah, Chris Boucher three, I think. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, 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 I accidentally muted myself. Oh. <laughs> well, you lost your opportunity to plug stuff. I'm kidding. Um, what do you What do you got? I, I lost my mind on that Boucher three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and muted myself. Um, but uh, no, uh, I've got my first story for the Athletic coming out Friday. Hell yeah! Look out for that, and then. Uh, other than that, you can catch me at my regular outlets, Sportsnet and Raptors Republic. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob. Right on. Uh, I am still at Raptors HQ. I'm like the only person who hasn't moved sites this summer. It feels awesome. Uh, I wrote a Kawhi Leonard preview today. 
it was uh, more feelings based than anything because, as it turns out, there aren't many like recent numbers to go off writing uh, a Kawhi Leonard piece with. So uh, I went from the heart instead, which I thought turned out pretty well. So check, check that out at Raptors HQ. Uh, of course, check out the podcast, Lockdown Raptors, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you find podcasts. And make sure you're checking out the Locked On NBA preview every day this week. Uh, we got three uh, previews so far up. The first 18 teams, I suppose, if my math is correct. She did it again. Oh, my God. That's yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, with the shot clock off, too? Or was this, was this still on? Either way, who cares? Uh, Jordan Lloyd, closing it out. Hell, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Coach Bud's going to be really mad about that one. He's watching and stewing uh, with a dunk with one second left. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, Locked On NBA Preview, my episode for the Raptors Preview part will be up on Friday along with uh, five other teams, and I uh, hope you check that out. It's very nice. Also, if for some reason you like Hamilton-related basketball things, McMaster Basketball, the Canadian Elite Basketball League, uh, also Raptors, you can listen to Hamilton is Hoops, my weekly radio show on TSN 1150. It goes online on TSN 1150.ca, and uh, it's a good time. This week we talked to the CEO of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, Mike Morreale, about the league. Uh, it's kind of interesting and kind of exciting about, uh, you know, it's just kind of an FAQ about the Canadian Elite Basketball League, if that is your bag. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.